Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle. Narrated by Larry G. Jones. The Big So What? This book is a spiritual self-help guide to help us discover our true being, release our pain, and find deep inner peace. When we are intensely present in the now, we respond from deep consciousness and flow with ease and joy in life. In so doing, we can better fulfill our outer purpose to achieve goals and seek to create a better world while fulfilling our inner purpose and truly changing the world at cause. Introduction Tolle started by sharing the circumstances and experience leading to his enlightenment. Like many others, he had suffered from anxiety and even suicidal depression for many years. Then, when he was 29 years old, he had a personal epiphany which brought him to a state of the most intense joy and changed the course of his life. Tolle only fully understood his transformation years later, and this book acts as a spiritual self-help guide to capture what he has discovered through his experience and years of spiritual study. The book is organized in a Q&A format addressing common questions about spiritual enlightenment. We have organized some of the key ideas and exercises in this summary into five parts. Tolle reminds us not to be attached to specific words or images used in the book, as they are simply a means to help awaken the spiritual truth that already lies in all of us. Likewise, we recommend that you focus on the essence beyond the words or images used in our summary, and to focus instead on the essence of Tolle's messages. Part 1. You are not your mind. One key idea in the book is this. At the core, we are pure consciousness, beings of love, joy, and peace. Yet most of us are struggling and in pain because we have unknowingly identified with our mind and a false sense of self. Enlightenment simply means regaining awareness of our true being and being deeply connected with our true being. First, let's understand about our egoic mind. We use our mind for countless purposes, from learning a language to conceiving a new innovation. The mind also holds perceptions, beliefs, attachments, and, as a result, a range of physical and emotional forms. The mind is a powerful tool when used properly. The problem is, most of us don't consciously use our mind. Instead, we are controlled by our minds for at least two reasons. 1. Incessant mental noise. If you see someone on the street talking to himself, you would probably think he's crazy. Yet, we talk to ourselves all the time, comparing, judging, speculating, voicing likes and dislikes. The only difference is, 
we do it silently in our minds. Most of us do not have an off switch to turn off the incessant mental noise, and our minds keep running unchecked and uncontrolled. 2. A false sense of identity. Because we are not in conscious control of our mind, most of us aren't even aware of the thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions that are being created in our heads. In fact, we become so identified with the external identity conceived by our mind that we lose touch with our true inner being. Take a pause. Ask yourself this question. Who am I and what do I stand for? Do your answers involve your possessions, job, abilities, relationships, beliefs, religion, and even family history? Do you realize that most of these are merely collective identifications derived from external sources? They are not you, and they will not follow you beyond your death. Toll refers to this as our ego, our derived sense of self. Because the ego is not your true self, it can only exist by drawing on external sources. It feeds on the past. That is, who you think you are based on past experiences, memories, etc., as well as the future. That is, who you think you want to be based on perceptions drawn from external influences. So long as you identify with your mind and the ego self that it presents, it will remain your biggest obstacle to enlightenment. Try this exercise. Close your eyes and say to yourself, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Then, just wait for the next thought to emerge, like a cat watching a mouse hole with full alertness. Take a minute to try it now. You will probably find that you just entered a state of intense presence when you are free from thought, yet are fully alert. Enlightenment simply means to rise above thought. In your enlightened state, you'll still use your mind. The difference is you can lay it aside and quieten your mind when you choose to, like what you just did. You use your mind, but are not enslaved to it. Part 2. Stop the delusion of time and leverage the power of now. Like your ego, Time is a concept created by the human mind to help us function in the practical world. Clock time is useful for tasks like scheduling appointments and running a meeting, and to learn from the past and set goals for the future. However, time really is an illusion. Imagine for a moment there are no human beings on this planet. If you were to ask the tree or the bird what time is it, your question won't make any sense because to them, the time at this moment is simply now. Indeed, everything that has ever happened or been created happened in the now. It is the only moment that we ever truly possess. At this moment, the past is only memory traces in your mind. It is over and does not determine who you are now. At this moment, the future is just an illusion or an anticipation in your mind. It does not yet exist and does not determine who you are now. In fact, when you are remembering the past, you are doing it now. Whatever you are creating for the future 
you are creating now. So, the most precious moment is now, because that's the only time you really have, and it is also the only point that can free you from your mind. Unfortunately, your mind can only perceive time in the past and future. Hence, the only way you can understand the power of now is to know and feel it with your inner being. Unfortunately, most of us are trapped in the illusion of time. We spend the bulk of our energy reminiscing on the past or hoping for a better future. In the process, we are absent in the now, the only real moment that we have. Worse still, we create pain in the present when we resist what is and in doing so create more psychological time and pain. Consider this. Feelings of guilt, regret, sadness, etc. come when we dwell too much in the past. Feelings of worry, anxiety, stress, etc. come when we dwell too much in the future. Ask yourself, what at this very moment is lacking? If you focus on now, not five minutes, one year, or ten years from now, you'll probably realize there is no problem nor pain. You are truly free of problems when you are in the now. What about fear, you may ask? Doesn't it warn us against potential danger? Well, the psychological state of fear arises from worry or anxiety that something might happen in the future. This anxiety gap arises because we are in the now, but our mind is in the future. So, the key to enlightenment is to stop creating psychological time by dwelling in the pain of the past or the future. To unleash the power of now, start by focusing on the now. Say yes to life at the present moment so it can start working for you. Part 3. Accessing the Power of Now To free yourself from your mind, Start by learning to observe it impartially. Constantly ask yourself, what's going on inside me at this moment? And am I at ease at this moment? Watch your mind in three ways. 1. Watch the thinker. The first step is to become aware of the voice in your head. Listen to your own thoughts and be especially attentive to repetitive thought patterns. When you listen, do it impartially, without judgment or condemnation. When you can observe your thoughts, you will no longer be controlled by them unconsciously. You're no longer your mind, but merely an observer of it. 2. Watch your emotions. Your emotions are a reflection of what's on your mind. Since we can't observe every single thought, we can use emotions as a tool to bring awareness to our thoughts, including the subconscious ones. When you watch your emotions, do it without judgment. Do not dwell on the situation, person, or event that you perceive to have caused the reaction. When you can, allow the emotion to be there without feeling controlled by it. You'll no longer be the emotion, but merely an observer of the emotion. 3. Dissolve the pain body. 
Our past experiences, including our experiences as a child or even past lives, can leave behind residues of pain, like an accumulated negative energy field. This pain body carries all the stories, baggage, and external identities that our egoic mind creates. Similar to your thoughts and emotions, you can watch your pain body when it awakens or emerges, taking the form of anger, irritation, depression, etc. So long as you unconsciously fear facing the pain in your life, you are identifying with your pain body and sustaining it. When you become present and conscious of your pain body, you can start to break identification with it, and it can no longer draw strength through you. Putting these to practice, if you realize that you are not feeling good about something, either A. Stop doing whatever you are doing, B. Speak to the person concerned, or C. Decide to drop the negativity that your mind has created around the situation, like how you would a hot coal. As you learn to free your mind, also learn to focus on the now. Let's again cover this in three parts. 1. Stop creating time. Learn to withdraw attention from the past and future when it's not needed. After you have used clock time to set your goal and taken the necessary action steps with full attention, withdraw attention from them. Do not continue to depend on these goals for fulfillment, happiness, or even self-identity. That way, you do not create and build up psychological time, unconsciously identify with the past, nor compulsively project into the future. Instead, focus on the now, even if your present moment seems unpleasant or undesirable. Start by becoming aware of how your mind is labeling your present situation and accept it as if you had chosen it. Then, take action from there. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. Two, be present and act with present moment awareness. Learn to direct your focus fully into the present moment, such that you are alert, aware, but not thinking. For example, when doing any routine activity, be it walking up the stairs or washing your hands, become intensely conscious of the activity itself, feeling and sensing every breath and moment without thinking about it. During life-threatening situations, for example, a fire or accident, we react intuitively and incisively. Our minds have no time to create a problem out of the situation. We are forced into the now, and we respond out of consciousness. That's why we hear stories of people who show amazing capabilities during life and death situations, not because of their fear, but because they are acting from present moment awareness. When you are being, you will find joy, 
ease and lightness in what you are doing. This means that even when you are pursuing external goals, you will no longer depend on them to make you happy or to save you. You'll no longer pursue them with fear, stress, or psychological need. The how of what you are doing is hence more important than the results. 3. Accept and surrender to what is. If you are genuinely unable to change your present situation and you can't even remove yourself from the situation, then surrender to it by accepting what is. Surrender does not mean weakness, giving up, or being fatalistic. It simply means that you drop all inner resistance to what is. If you realize that at this present moment, your life is already perfect, you should be feeling joy and peace. Even as you take action to improve your life situation, you may even find that the situation has changed without any effort on your part. In any case, you are free. Now, if you're waiting for something in your life to happen before you will be happy, don't wait. Bring yourself back to the now. True prosperity is feeling grateful for your life now, as it is. When you have that state of mind, you are already prosperous now, and prosperity will manifest for you in other ways over time. Here's a useful exercise to help you access the power of now. Learn to contemplate space and silence. Being is something that cannot be explained with words, nor understood by the mind. It is like how you cannot explain water to a fish. It can only be felt or experienced. Space and silence are similar in that they are essentially no thing. Yet there can be no sound without silence, and there can be no form without space. When you become aware of the silence, space, and nothingness in your external world, you'd have achieved stillness within and experienced a shift in consciousness inside you. So, to develop greater awareness, rather than listen to the sounds around you, pay more attention to the silence, becoming aware of the silence between and underneath the words and sounds. Rather than pay attention to the things around you, focus on the space or nothingness in which they exist. Part 4. The Inner Body and Self-Healing As you develop a deep awareness and connection with your inner body or your being, you will realize that you are not isolated in your physical form, but are one with the rest of the universe. Try these exercises to connect with your inner body. First, feel your body from within. Close your eyes and direct your attention into your body. Feel the life in each part of your body, pausing for 15 minutes as you focus on your feet, legs, arms, stomach, chest. If it helps, visualize each part of your body, your cells and organs, becoming luminous as you focus on it. Feel the energy, become aware of it, but don't think about it. Second, use conscious breathing. Follow your breath as it moves in and out of your body, focusing on how it feels and flows through your body. 
Initially, you may need to use these exercises to help you connect with your inner body. However, when you can feel your inner body easily as one field of energy, try to let go of the visual images and only focus on the feeling itself. Use meditation to go deeper into your body. Eventually, focus so deeply into that feeling that you merge with the inner energy field and are one with it. When you feel and know that your inner and outer bodies are as one, you have effectively transcended your body and connected with the source. As a spiritual practice, learn to stay deeply connected and rooted with your inner body as you go about your daily activities. First, stay connected. When you are doing something, for example, reading, working, do it with your entire body, feeling rooted and connected within. When you are waiting, for example, in traffic or queues, take the time to go deeper into the now and your inner body. Second, think with your whole body. When you need a solution or a creative idea, don't just think with your mind. Shift your attention inward to your inner energy field. Be still for a moment as if you are listening internally and allow your responses to come from a deeper, more conscious level. Third, listen with your whole body. While listening to others, listen with your entire body and not just your mind. Feel your inner energy field and, through that, the other person's being. This is how you listen in a space of no mind, without constant mind interference. Let's now move to the concept of self-healing. Although your outer physical body will age and fade with time, your inner body doesn't change. The more you inhabit your body or bring consciousness into the body, the more your entire body seems to come alive. When you're present and connected with the timeless inner body, you raise your vibrational frequency, improve your natural self-healing capability, slow down the aging process, and strengthen your immune system. First, you can fill your body with consciousness and boost your immune system using this self-healing meditation. Lie down and close your eyes, slowly scanning your body and focusing on various parts of your body. Feel the energy in each cell. Do this whenever you are unoccupied, especially just before falling asleep or first thing when you wake up in the morning. Next, remove time from illness. Illness needs a past and a future to take root. In the now, there is no illness, only physical pain, weakness, etc. So do not label your physical discomfort as an illness. Instead, surrender fully to the now, where illness, like other problems, cannot exist. Third, before you enter the body, forgive. Often, we have not accepted or forgiven certain people, events, or conditions. Before you enter your body, check for emotions or grievance patterns like resentment, blame, self-pity, etc. When you realize that your pain serves no purpose and are ready to release your resistance to life, life can truly live through you. Part 5. 
enlightenment, and portals into the unmanifested. So far, we've discovered various ways for you to de-identify with your mind and connect with your inner body, including intense presence in the now, stillness, cessation of thinking, contemplation of space and time, surrendering, etc. These are all portals into the unmanifested, source or God, whichever term works for you. When the portal is open, love comes through into this world. And as you go deeper into your being and become permanently connected, you become a bridge between the source and the external world. This is enlightenment. Our relationships can also become enlightened. Most relationships oscillate between states of being in love and conflict or dissatisfaction. In such cases, the so-called love arises from the mind and ego attachment. Hence, comes with clinginess and a sense of incompleteness. When the ego needs are temporarily met, you feel in love. But when your partner no longer meets these needs, your pain body lashes out. Recognize that true love doesn't cause pain or unhappiness. You are merely experiencing the pain and unhappiness that's already in you. To move from addictive or enlightened relationships, you need to stop judging yourself, then stop judging your partner. When you can accept your partner completely as who he or she is, with no need to judge nor change them in any way, then you have transcended your ego self. You can now reflect back to each other the love that you feel deep within. This is true love, one that has no opposite. Learn to use your relationship as part of your spiritual practice. Similar to how you watch your thoughts and emotions, become an observer of your relationship and your partner's behaviors doing so without judgment or expectation. This allows you to see your own delusions and recognize your pain body when it emerges. Don't try to transform yourself or others around you. Instead, be present so that you can create a space where love can enter and consciousness can be brought to light. In this state, you are more conscious, can hear clearly what must be done, and can tackle it one thing at a time without unnecessarily worrying about the future. You respond from deep consciousness to get more effective results. You bring more love into this world. If you can find someone who is intensely conscious, being with them and joining them in the state of presence can help you to strengthen your light and increase your consciousness. Other details in the book to look out for. The ideas in the book may seem simple at first glance, but there are many nuances and insights that can only be gleaned by experiencing the spiritual truths behind the words. Tolle presents them using various angles and perspectives in the Q&A format. Although Tolle isn't identified with any specific religion, he has been influenced by a wide range of spiritual works, and he makes many references to God, Christ, Jesus, and Buddha in his book. 
using these terms interchangeably with words like presence, source, and the unmanifested. If you resonate with the ideas in this summary, we strongly recommend that you read the entire book to personally feel and experience Tolle's message. We hope you've enjoyed this book summary presentation of The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle, read by Larry G. Jones. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes.